Last we left off, we were headed to St. Louis. We've made it. We're here. <laughs> we're actually in Illinois. Uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump over the Mississippi and Missouri rivers at a KOA campsite. In Granite City. Granite City, Illinois, KOA. Uh, not the greatest KOA we've been to. It's a little... It's an industrial area. Uh, it's a little thin on the amenities, too. It's doesn't got much going on, but it's a place for us to park. So we wanted to we want to go check out the arch. Um, I saw there's a bike path that will take us to the St. Louis Arch. So we jumped on the bike path. It's the uh, river trail, St. Louis River Trail. It takes us across the old Route 66 on the Chain of Rocks Bridge. Which was very fun. Um, it's a good little ride. It's about a 15-mile ride to get to the the Arch, which was our ultimate destination in the downtown area of St. Louis. Um, I thought the ride was actually a little bit long, a little bit hot. It was in a little sketchy area, so I wasn't... Yeah, we, we were a little ill-prepared. Uh, we, we went on the ride, and into the ride we discovered that uh, it was late in the afternoon already, so... Uh, we were not going to be able to make it back in time, especially since the area is kind of super industrial, very dark and, and kind of secluded and kind of had a, kind of had a feeling that it might not be that safe for us to ride back. So we ended up, uh, we ended up getting a taxi cab to come back, but we'll tell you more about that later. Um, so we did arrive to the arch, the uh, gateway arch. Gateway arch. It's, it's amazing. Took some pictures. You can see that on our. Our Instagram, uh, air streaming. streaming sojourners with a Z. Yeah, and uh, we had a good time over there, and we decided we'd get a bite to eat, maybe check out the downtown, and we were a little bit surprised. There were not a lot of options. There was a Cardinals game going on. It was crowded with um, the ball game crowd, but there weren't places to go eat or drink, not even to get something to cool off. Yeah, what what we did see was um, where the Cardinals game is kind of like its own little park area with entertainment and restaurants but the the real heart of the downtown the st louis the old you know cobblestone area the um old brick buildings along the waterfront there are for the most part abandoned boarded up kind of shut down it seems like uh what's going on in a lot of cities across america is people are moving away from the city the heart of the of the place and heading out to the suburbs. And that was totally evident in what we could see in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, that was the case, unfortunately. So we walked around for a while and decided to get back on our bikes. And we started, uh, started the ride back when we knew that it it would be too dark. Um, I wasn't comfortable riding in the dark on those roads. Yeah. It seemed a little bit like it might be unsavory. So we ended up hailing a taxi and, uh, uh, let, let's talk about that taxi ride. <laughs> well, we had to break down our bikes, put them in the back of the minivan. And, and uh, we, we were able to get this cab driver who, he was an immigrant from Ethiopia, super nice guy, was very friendly and very pleasant, eager to help us out. But uh, we're not 100% sure if he actually had a driver's license. 
He ran a couple red lights. He drove on the wrong side of the road. Luckily, you were really attentive, Eric, and you were able to steer him in the right direction at um, times. Totally nerve-wracking. This guy had no idea what cars were doing. Um, like Michelle said, he, he went actually onto the on-ramp of the freeway, but through the off-ramp. And I yelled at him, hey, you got to go the other way. And he was very kind of like a nonchalant and cavalier about, oh, yeah, you know, that's no, we, no problem, my friend. We did make it back to our camp, thankfully. Uh, we made it back <laughs> to camp and we live to have an adventure tomorrow. We woke up the next morning, our second day in St. Louis, and we felt like a cup of coffee. So we uh, did a little search and found a, a nice uh, coffee shop, one that had good reviews, in a place called Lafayette Square. So we headed down there. It's called Park Avenue Coffee Shop. Uh, we give it a uh, Aspen Espresso two thumbs up. It was a good shop. They knew what they were doing. Uh, made a, a great latte. And Lafayette Square is a uh, is a really interesting part of uh, St. Louis. It's I, huge. I would call it hipster central, <laughs> if if that's what you um, are into. You know, a lot of uh, brew wine bars, uh, barber shops. I think there were two, or, two or three barber oh, yeah, shops on one block. You know, everyone's got the short hair on the sides with the beard, and um, it was a cool little square, uh, up and coming. You could tell that um, that's probably where. People are putting some money into and rebuilding some of the stone. Regentrified, yeah. yeah. It's getting gentrified and uh, kind of redoing some of the uh, walk-ups and the um, row houses a little bit over there. And from there, we were pretty close to the Anheuser-Busch Brewery, so we decided to go check that out. Um, I'm personally not a fan of Budweiser beer. And I don't drink beer. So going to the factory... Uh, we had our our positives and our negatives, but we thought it'd be a good way to to waste some time. And I'm surely glad that we we did stop at the factory. It was quite impressive. I'm amazed at how clean the place is. I would eat something off the floor. Yeah, I mean clean. the the five second rule is really the ten second rule at the Anheuser Busch factory. Uh, walked right in, was able to get on one of the the walking tours. And, and they're free. Um, there are some if you want to go have more interaction with the Clydesdales or more, more um, elaborate um, tastings, I think. But otherwise, it's actually free to go into the public. Yeah, I, n I never thought I would see a, um, a a charge or a sign for uh, tastings of Budweiser. I didn't know <laughs> that was such a thing, you know, the vintages. But but um, it, it is available there. And it's a great facility. Um uh, I think the best part was the Clydesdale. Horses. Yeah, the uh, if if I ever die and come <laughs> back, you know, in in reincarnation, if you believe in that at all, I want to be a Clydesdale. They get groomed every day by um... Ge geisha. No, oh, that's something. <laughs> no, they get groomed by. They have a whole uh, slew of workers and and horse keepers that uh, pamper these horses wash them they, it's quite amazing they, they live in golden cages basically and uh it, they even know how to pose for yeah they, you go to take a picture of them and they actually strike a pose it, it was a little bit a little bit unnerving but um it's a it's a wonderful place i was also impressed to find out that budweiser actually has a very long history of the american dream how they uh 
the Anheuser-Busch, you know, family uh, came here and started the brewery and made it what it is today. And all the different brews that they, they do mm. actually own. Uh, everything from, I think, Shock Top or... And Blue Moon. Blue Moon and... and um, some of the um, Spike Seltzers now. Yeah, they, they own quite a bit. So one of the things that St. Louis is famous for is their barbecue. Um, they're world-renowned, known for their, their smoke style of their ribs and their brisket. So we decided to sample some of that. Uh, again, being that we are from the central coast of California, we wanted to compare and contrast the two different styles of cooking. So I looked up and we found that Pappy's Smokehouse was the best barbecue in St. Louis. So we made our way over to Pappy's Smokehouse. And interestingly enough, it's actually a Memphis-style barbecue. We realized that on the way out the door after we ate lunch. <laughs> but it is considered uh, by many people to be one the best barbecue in St. Louis. It's the best ribs in America, according to the Food Network. Well, you can't argue with the Food Network. So we, we went there, and usually there's a tremendous line to get in the place, but we were able to walk right up, and I think there's maybe four people in front of us. Uh, they were out of... Burnt ends. Uh, burnt ends. You want to explain what burnt ends are? I think they're the ends of the brisket, um, or maybe the pork, and they just cut the ends off that are well done, and they sell that either in a sandwich or with sides. And Pappy's has a sign saying that if they're out of the meat, they're out of the meat. That's all they cook for the day. And they were not they were out of Burton's. Yeah, they were out by by a little after 12. And uh, we were disappointed because we, Michelle really likes to have her, well her, done. her steaks and meat well done. But we were able to get some of their ribs. And I think I got some... We got turkey breast. Smoked turkey breast. And the ribs were amazing. I have to say those are... Probably some of the best ribs I've had. It's a dry rub. I don't care for the sauce that's full of sugar, and this was perfect. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of people really taking the time to marinate or prepare the meat, uh, not cover it in a bunch of sauce. I mean, yeah. as to quote, you know, Jules from Pulp Fiction, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I ain't gonna eat the filthy one." <laughs> so, um, if you cover something up in in sauces, it it doesn't. It doesn't change it. It doesn't really do it. So no. they had a, an amazing uh, barbecue. So if well you get, worth it. Well worth the trip. It's it's a little off the beaten path, uh, but it's it's worth taking the time to get down there. And then I have a sweet tooth. So I found the best bakery in the area. It's called Nathaniel Reed Bakery. Um, it's one of the top 10 pastry chefs in America as the owner. And he trained in... Um, I think the owner's... Nathaniel Reed. Oh, yeah. His name's Nathaniel. That's correct. And he's out of Las Vegas, so I had to try his place. Um, kind of in the suburbs. It's about 15 minutes from mm, from town. Far. Yeah. And uh, it's very innocuous. You, you wouldn't think that you're going to a bakery. It looks more like you're driving to a dog groomer's. Or <laughs> There were a lot of dog shops there. Or, or maybe a, uh, a cobbler. <laughs> it's a very odd location. It's off of, of a main street in the suburb area. Uh, I'm not even sure what the name of the exact town is, but look it up, Nathaniel Reed. A very small shop specializing in... French pastry. Kind of the French, uh, very decorative style. 
Um, we got a small tart, which I believe it was, was a chocolate mousse with a hazelnut cake. Um, that's what we had. I think there was caramel on top. It was really rich. Uh, we also, I got macaroons, pistachio, and then a chocolate raspberry macaroon, which was delicious. Yeah, you know, a lot of accoutrements, a lot of decoration, a lot of contrasting flavors. There was a caramel, there was a little bit of lemon in there. Um, overall, though, great presentation. And if you're looking for something sweet while you're in St. Louis, stop over there. We returned to our campsite completely full after tasting our way through St. Louis. And tomorrow we will be heading off to Indianapolis. Yeah, we're going to head over to Indianapolis, spend a few days there, uh, check that city out. We're actually going to be meeting up with some old friends of ours that we met down in Key West, Florida many years ago and celebrate our wedding anniversary. Our 22nd wedding anniversary. So uh, in closing, uh, St. Louis was uh, an interesting place. Uh, again, a, a spot that is... A lot of potential, a lot of history, and interesting, and uh, worth the stop. And to uh, close out the episode, I'll quote our NHL current Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues, and say, Gloria. Gloria.